Asia Pacific Currents. News and labour issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. All groups of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents this Saturday, the 25th of July. My my has the year run away from us and I have nothing to show for it. Pierre, what about you? <laughs> good morning, good morning, listeners. Uh, do I have something to show? Well, I'm still alive. Uh, I did think I did have a planned holiday to Japan. That, that fell through but in between lockdowns we did manage to go to the mountains for three days oh lucky you (laughs) hey i i had a trip to new york planned and that felt that was very early that was in the first lockdown that that trip got cancelled but i'm kind of looking at the situation in the united states thinking I don't know that in this lifetime I'm ever going to get a little trip to the States, New York, no less. <laughs> and possibly there was, there was a, a lucky break that it fell through. Yes, yes, probably, probably. Well, listeners, it is. uh, We are recording the show on a Friday, broadcasting it on a Saturday. We're still recording from home, producing the show over Zoom. Um, And, you know, just before we started the show, Pierre and I were chatting about how uh, these numbers are alarming, Um, or maybe some of us are alarmed, maybe others aren't. But you know, it is understandable if people are sitting at home feeling, starting to feel a little bit stressed and upset, if you weren't already, um, about the developing situation of the coronavirus transmission uh, in Melbourne anyway. So just wanted to acknowledge that. That's right, Giselle. And of course, um, in other countries, it's better, but in other countries, it's actually worse as well. So we do realise that our listeners are global. And so we just say a collective, look after yourselves, your families and your communities, both physically and, and mentally. Well, there are a few countries in their second wave. I was reading some reports on the situation in India, which is accelerating and um, having very, very devastating effects. Um, I would say partly as a result in, uh, of COVID and Pierre, it's because I'm experiencing this across my other shows that I do at 3CR. It has been very difficult to pin our comrades down overseas um, to talk to them about the situation there, the industrial impact of COVID um, and the sorts of campaigns that workers are waging or not waging. Um, But as a result of that, we don't have a feature interview for this morning. We will just be bringing you news and uh, dividing that up with some music this morning. That's right. And we do have lots of news. And of course, Giselle, we, who brings you the show every week? Of course. Uh, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on the web, all the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter. So look us up on those social media platforms where we continue to post news and current affairs from the region. 
That's right. So we might as well go to a, um, the, the news uh, updates and, and, and I'll start with the first one. So we go to Palestine where two Turkey-based companies, LCW, a clothing company, and FLO, a footwear chain store, have been accused by the Confederation of Progressive Trade Unions of Turkey, or DISC, uh, of systematically violating the rights of their employees in the factories of, in the West Bank. According to figures by the Palestine, Palestinian General Federation of Trade Unions, the workers are paid only 2,000 shekels a month, while the poverty line is based at 3,000 shekels uh, a month for the West Bank. In addition, the companies have forced the workers to do overtime work on holidays since November last year, but have not paid them overtime wages. Now, with the economic crisis brought on by COVID-19, the workers were first put on unpaid leave and then forced to resign by waiving their rights and, of course, waiving their unpaid wages from last year. The dispute is continuing. Moving now to Thailand, where thousands defy the emergency laws. Last week, uh, several thousand anti-government protesters rallied in Thailand's capital on Saturday to call for a new constitution, new elections and an end to repressive laws. The protest, organised by a new group, Liberation Youth, was held at the Democracy Monument in central Bangkok. This protest was the biggest since the government called a state of emergency in March to deal with the coronavirus, and so interrupting the growing protests against the government of former army chief Prayut Chan Ocha. While lockdown measures and social distancing have since helped the government to contain the spread of the virus, but it has retained emergency powers, which critics say it wields as a political weapon. No arrests were made on the night, but this week the Thai government has said that it will extend the emergency decree until the end of August. Of course, it's not news to us that governments are using uh, these states of emergency not only to contain the virus and not necessarily to contain the virus, um, but particularly to uh, prevent civil unrest, civil disobedience, protest movements. That's right. And... Um, the um, the third uh, item, I said I was going to go to a um, music break, but no, we've got a third one before we have a break. And that uh, we go um, back to West Asia, to Israel, where there's actually a bit of good news, where on Monday of this week, the National Association of Nurses went on strike over staff shortages and poor working conditions. Israel has um, nearly the lowest number of nurses per capita compared with other OECD countries and nearly the lowest number of nursing school graduates. The current situation was compounded in the last few weeks with surging COVID-19 cases that saw 40 new coronavirus wards being opened up at the same time that around 1,000 nurses had been forced to quarantine. After one day of the strike, the government agreed the addition of 2,000 2, new nurses and 400 new doctors, reinforcement of other hospital manpower and greater funds for the health system. In addition, it was also agreed that a joint government and union team would be formed immediately to discuss adding more nurses and more benefits for nurses, which I sort of feel um, gives uh, a bit of a clue that often in times of crisis and in times of pressure, it can actually be the best times to take industrial action. 
Well, yes, of course. <laughs> that is the best time to take industrial action. Um, that uh, We're going to go to some community announcements and then uh, some music. And we'll be back with more news and current affairs from the Asia-Pacific region. You're listening to Asia-Pacific Currents. I really am not understanding why people aren't seeing the fact that prisons are an integral part of a public health response to a pandemic. Like you, I'm really concerned about whether the data is being released very honestly about illnesses within prison. I have suspicions it's not, but really we need very strong leadership in this country that actually cares about people inside, our most vulnerable populations inside. That's what we need and that's not what we're getting right now. 3CR, your station in struggle and solidarity. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show, or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Today, the colour line is the power line, is the poverty line. Patents and intellectual property rights 
next story for the morning. This story comes from Iran where major strikes and unrest continue. As we've reported in the previous weeks, the strike at the Haftape sugar mill in southern Iran has, has now, is now well into its second month. The workers' demands remain the same in relation to getting their wages back, reinstatement of all sacked workers, return of embezzled money and arrest of the owners of the plant. In the previous week, major protests in the southwestern city of Behbahan were dispersed by security forces firing tear gas against them. Witnesses in Behbahan have stated that there had been several arrests in the city, which is in Iran's oil-rich Khuzestan province. In addition, the Iranian government has publicly promised to deal decisively with any further protests over the ongoing economic crisis in that country. And I would say the government is uh, very scared of similar mass um, working class protests, which happened about 18 months ago. We now go to India, where there's a case of union busting. Since the 8th of June, over 1,300 workers at Euro Clothing Company in uh, Srinagarpatna town in Karnataka's uh, Mandya district, which is in southern India, have been protesting against the sudden layoff. This factory is one of uh, 20 similar garment factories that are part of the Gokaldas Exports Group that exports clothes for H&M. Gap and added us. Almost all these workers are women who earn less than um, four and a half US dollars a day. Now, the interesting uh, fact is that this factory is the only one in the Gokaldas group of companies that is unionized, with around 900 of those 1,300 workers being members of the Garment and Textile Workers Union. To break the workers' resolve and the ongoing picket and other actions, the management has actually been going to the villages where the workers live to pressure and threaten them to resign. The, um, the dispute is ongoing, so um, we wish all these workers the very best. And Emirates Airline is the latest company to cut jobs. As a response to the global economic crisis, Emirates Airlines is the latest major company to cut its workforce. Earlier this month, it announced it was going to fire 9,000 workers and is planning to shed about 15% of its workforce of 60,000 employees. The International Air Transport Association, which represents 290 airlines, is forecasting that the world's airlines will lose more than $84 billion and will dismiss around 1 million workers by the end of this year, um, pre predominantly owing to COVID. I don't think the um, 
decimation of the airlines industry, civil aviation, uh, unlike many other industries where the recession was going to affect them anyway, I think that what is happening to civil aviation is almost entirely COVID-related. Um, That's right. It's, it's massive, really, with those numbers. We will go to some community announcements and some music and uh, back with our last section of news from around the region. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434-136-501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434-136-501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. to renew your subscription make a donation or pass on some information to a programmer we can't get to the phone all the time right now but we're still here you can call us on 03 94198377 each weekday between 1 and 5 p.m and talk to a staff member that's 03 94198377 3cr community radio here to stay
You're listening to Asia-Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlinks on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio, and you're listening to Giselle and Pierre. We'll go to our last um, few news items from the region. And we now go to South Asia. We um, a little bit of good news um, with some shipbreaking workers getting their jobs back. Now, even though there's been a decrease in work, ships are still being taken to shipyards in South Asia to be broken up and scrapped. Now, as previously reported, the working conditions at these workplaces are incredibly bad and most workers are unable to organise independent unions to, due to the repression they are under. In the last couple of months, at least three workers were severely injured in yards in Bangladesh. In a rare item of good news, this month, 34 shipbreaking workers at the MS Motalab Steel Shipbreaking Yard were able to get their jobs back after getting support from the Bangladesh Metal Chemical Garments and Tailors Workers Federation and picketing outside of the front gates of their companies. So well done, um, workers and um, all the very best and keep up uh, the organizing efforts and we're still talking about ships over the last few months we've reported about the ongoing scandal of workers who are stuck on large ships all over the world due to the collapse of the tourism industry and the slowdown in trade this week, new figures show that even now, more than 200,000 ocean-based workers are still stranded offshore by coronavirus border closures and lockdowns. Most of these workers come from low-wage countries in South and Southeast Asia. Many of these workers have now finished their original contract of employment and are left in the dark in relation to their legal status and financial vulnerability. The physical and mental health of many of these workers is continuing to deteriorate with suicides becoming increasingly common. They're, they're basic, these ships are basically like um, ocean prisons. That's right. And sort of just left there floating. Um, we now go to Australia where there were major demonstration in support of refugees um, last week. So last weekend, refugee activists took the opportunity to take to the streets in one of the few main cities in Australia that is still relatively free of COVID-19. Thousands of people marched and occupied a major bridge calling for the release of hundreds of refugees that have been incarcerated and stuck in a legal limbo for seven years. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many of these refugees are stuck in hotel rooms that have become their prison cells and are unable to freely leave or exercise. As in many other countries around the world, asylum seekers and refugees have been impacted terribly, terribly by, these, by this pandemic and have been further marginalised. And in Lebanon, Lebanon's been subject to almost continuous mass protests since October last year against the ever-deepening economic crisis in that country and the inability of corrupt governments to deal with it. Of course, the economic crisis in Lebanon predates the COVID um, situation, no doubt exacerbated by it. But it's important to remember that much of the world was on the brink of recession even before COVID. A recent released report by Human Rights Watch stated that in the period between 2015, when mass anti-government protests erupted, and May 2019, 
3,600 people were interrogated on charges of defamation by just one of the Lebanese security agencies, the Cyber Crimes Bureau. The report states that the Lebanese Army, the General Security and the State Security Forces also regularly interrogate and detain activists. While this report does not include the last 10 months of protests, the authors say that all the evidence points to even a greater degree of intimidation by the security forces. Not surprisingly, the report concludes by stating that the Lebanese authorities are engaged in a massive crackdown on free speech that aims at suppressing widespread demands for accountability over corruption and mismanagement. Um, it is, we've been trying to get an interview with our comrades in Lebanon for quite some time. And when you actually confront the situation in that country, it makes complete sense why it's uh, almost impossible to hear back from them. That's right, that's right. But we'll still um, keep trying. And our last item is um, closer to us in Cambodia, where, again, it's a little bit of good news. Um, last month, we brought you news of the mass sackings of over 700 Cambodian garment workers employed at Yuli International Garment Factory. As the company um, is, was located in the Shandong Sunshell Special Economic Zones, workers there had even less rights than usual in Cambodia. Nevertheless, with the help of the Collective Union of Movement of, of Workers, the workers mounted a campaign to protest um, these mass sackings. We received news um, that this month, 11 women uh, who were workers there who were also pregnant were reinstated as well as Paul Ruddo, the local union leader. The fight for the uh, many hundreds of other dismissed workers continues. And that brings us to the end of the news roundup for this week. And um, Giselle, another um, round of uh, very mixed news, but often, but many of them showing the pressures that um, workers are, are under uh, in these times. It's, it's, it's really globally one of the worst times, we have to say, that in our reporting that uh, workers collectively have been under. Yeah, and I and you know the, uh, the that is the consequence of a global recession. But I do want to say that uh, this reset, what you said earlier in the show, Pierre, that uh, in these periods of heightened stress, heightened pressure, that is the time to take industrial action. And I know that a lot of workers are scared. Um, that taking industrial action right now will mean the loss of their already reduced conditions, wages, hours of work, etc. But this is the time to push back against a system that uh, is continuing to profit, actually. If you look at, if you look at Qantas, mm -hmm. if you look at Emirates Airlines, who we reported on today, the executives are still making the same um, incremental increases in their profits, the 5% increases on the last financial year and the last one and the last one, but workers are being made redundant. This is the time to rise up. <laughs> this is the time yes. to take strike action. This is the time to fight back because our livelihoods are at stake. Yeah, totally, totally um, agree. So um, that brings us to the end of another program, uh, Giselle. So I hope you've uh, enjoyed our, our 
our program, the listeners all around the world listening live or listening um, on, on podcast or over the internet, anywhere you are. But um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we'll bring you more news and uh, we'll strive to get those interviews with our comrades even under these, these times. So uh, stay listening to Asia Pacific Currents brought to you every week by Australia Asia Workerlings. Um, we'll be back next week. Have a good weekend. That's all from me, Pierre Morrow. And me, Giselle Hannah.